0: Welcome everybody between two wheels podcast episode 306 stage 12 of the Vuelta a España 2023 edition we're gonna talk about today's stage and then tomorrow it's a big big deal This is a tour de France type stage speaking of the tour de France let's do a tour de France open A number of people have been upgrading. waiting. Yes, there you go. You see the graceful limb that you were talking about before. The race we've got yet again, and a victor then goes victory to an American Andy Hampson. The belt to go by. He looks at the Colombian rider. How are you doing? Straight past Santiago Patero, and he's coming up to Pantani. Well, from is. Uh looking the last few hundred meters as we come towards the finish of this monumental stage in after... As we start to approach the line now, Pantani his deep and accelerates and over the line. He's going now to win stage number 15. Sepkus, an emotional finish from Durango in the USA. Sepkus wins. Yeah, we're here. That was the tutor. I, I have to change this open for the Vuelta. Like I said before, if you watch the last episode, the first one I did uh, on the Vuelta, I'm not feeling so good. So it's uh, just sitting around like this has been uh, somewhat troublesome. But here we are, Vuelta a España, stage 12. Uh, we're gonna get into all the big stuff. Victor's here. Thanks for the notifications. You bet, Victor. We are live. Appreciate the people that are coming in to check out the the best analysis uh, breakdown of racing that there is out there I'm a I'm a set fanboy so this is going to be a little bit tough but I'm going to try to be honest about everything we can do and I uh, look I he has the chance to win the tour uh, the Vuelta a España this year it just depends on I think the only thing that can defeat him is the triple-headed monster of all the work he's done already this season uh for the Giro the Tour de France for Roglic Rionis and now this. And by the way, I, I'm getting um, somewhat of uh, good feelings about uh, the other two, Roglic and, and uh, Jonas, uh, as far as their attitude towards Sep in this. And partly because everyone likes Sep. He's done exceptional work. I outlined that yesterday where there's been ch- uh, points in different races where Sep has saved the day. Okay, saved the day. Totally helped them win. And put them in position to one to help them ride defensively, and then two to put put them into position to ride offensively, destroying people. So the payback that the, he is getting right now is is good, and I think. And he said these guys are helping him. So uh, that's all. That's all positive. I'm 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 excited about that, and I think that uh, bodes well. By the way, um, if you like coffee, Fox and Sons coffee. Go to Fox and Sons. Coffee, if you put in the review co- uh, the code REVIEW, R-E-V-I-E-W, you get uh, over 25% or, uh, what is it, $25, 25 15% off, <laughs> I didn't even know, 15% off of uh, $25 more. I, I use this coffee all the time. It, this is a buddy of mine that I, I, I use it, I use it on my other podcasts. So uh, you, try that if you like coffee. Cyclists uh, love coffee. Okay, let's get into today's stage. Um, what do we have here? Stage 12, Oveja to Zaragoza, 150.6 kilometers. And it's got a, basically a downhill start. They pop up a little bit of a climb, and then there's another one. It's pretty boring, really, until the end. So today we're going to break that down. But then really, for the most part, we're probably going to go over tomorrow's stage, a little bit of looking at this uh, in the map, and um, and, and kind of give us an idea of where we're uh, what we've got in store for tomorrow. So this is a really pretty cool area of Spain here. I guess they filmed... Um, uh, one of the big TV shows out there. What is it um, with the dragons and such? Uh, Ovega, uh out there and got, like I said, it's a little bit of a climb there. They were thinking that it could be windy, could be a problematic area. I did read how that um i think a few years ago i'm trying to remember the the year maybe 10 15 years ago they had the fastest stage ever one of the tours and uh what and because there's so much tailwind and uh, just didn't materialize today you had two guys going off the front you had a a little bit of a wreck here no one's serious in the wreck so luckily for the leaders up front uh this guy i did see uh, this guy um for um uh Direct energy here. He was having a lot of trouble at one point. He's on the back The echelon's kind of split there and he's kind of he's riding almost like he's limping So you can tell he's having a lot of trouble uh, He had uh, Jets bowl up there He gets caught with this other guy and then he takes off again and it was really they actually caught them too soon No, the, the sprinters teams don't everyone's like it's gonna be a sprint stage And I think the benefit this also is tomorrow is gonna to be major hard day Although I looked at stage 20 which might be the hardest day yet uh, but this is going to be so bull takes off again they let him go up the road and then they the just oh, sorry then they catch him uh, and they're coming into the finisher there was a sprint a bonus sprint here for time uh, Roglic happens to be up there and he gets a uh, second place on it I think and uh, I think it was four seconds I think they did six four and two so he actually moved up on GC uh, four seconds on everybody so there you go Six, four, and two uh, were the times. So good for good for him. Just playing along. Uh, it was funny also in the the finished uh, interview. They're asking him about doing this, and uh, you know, it, and then the, when it, they actually said, "Do you think going for these kind of things is a waste of energy?" and he goes, "I don't care." <laughs> it literally made me laugh out loud. Uh, the the finish coming into here was like a big horseshoe, and so it was going to be um, trying to get your. And I'll let people like Chris Horner break this thing down because I just I, it. Alperson gets her guy up there. Caden Groves, he's the one everyone's looking for. He had soup that won uh, previous a few days ago. He's kind of up there, but look, it was, I think it was an anomaly. He took the right corner and and took off and just everything aligned for him is not the best sprinter. uh Danese is getting up there they have milano for uae so there's decent sprinters up there but it's all this winding i think it's all turning to the left i want to say uh for quite some time and to get into the right position and you have to come around the last corner uh in this good sweet spot and then um, Alpeson's up there, and they, they came around fine. But you see Oliveira for UAE leading out Milano, and they're coming up barn burners. This is way too crowded here. You have to you have to do it to the point where it's it's almost single file, or you have two trains just blowing in here. Alpeson just wasn't going fast enough, and in the end they almost box this guy out. Look, you can see here UAE splits off on the on the right hand side of the road. Our left. Uh, to, to lead out Milano uh, Olivero is just blitzing in this thing and over on the right hand side you've got out uh, Al- on the left hand side of the road but all right you've got Alpison trying to lead up Groves the guy's just not quite having it and as they come around this looping left UAE gets the sh- the whole shot now it puts Caden in a little bit of a bind plus you get his own guys coming back through him so there he's getting boxed in and that's not what you want as a sprinter you don't want to be and, and i guess he had s- dropped the chain earlier then he had to get it back going so it was a bit of a, a double sprint for him now he does have the best kick to the end spoiler alert he doesn't get the win milano does but you can see uae does the right thing here of coming around this corner see if i could catch it here so uh right before they come into the corner you can see that they dove over the top now as leadouts, this happens. If this is in your sprint, they might say deviating from the line, but whatever. You do what you can. You saw that with Matthew Van Der Poel in the Tour de France, and you don't. Get, you may get um, relegated, but your sprinter still gets to do what he's going to do. So they then cap it up. Kaden Groves comes from second place, and his teammate being in first here, all the way back to about fifth wheel, and now he's kind of boxed in here. While Milano has already got his sprint. By the time Kaden Groves be able to jump out. He ends up getting second across the line, but it's uh, a little bit too late there. Milano gets this, the post up. His teammate, the lead let him out actually, I think gets fifth place in there. And we'll see the the rider for um, one of the lower, lesser teams gets in there in third place. UAE is all stoked. They're, they're having a good tour. They have, this is more than a few bike lengths that he gets on uh, almost everybody else, at least back to fifth place. Uh, UAE has been having a pretty good tour. They have three guys up there in, um, there we go. So Milano Groves. Oh, boy, Van Poppel uh, for Interwante or Intermarche Wanty Oliveira uh, for UAD gets it in the fourth. Uh, Dylan Toons gets uh, fifth place for Little Truck. Sixth, uh, Matthew Van Den, Vandenberg for EF. He's the one that went around the corner, what, on stage two or so. uh, Kind of blew everybody out. Well, he and another rider out. Denizy in bad position, gets seventh place. Alor uh, an eighth there. Page and Menton down in tenth. Uh, so it's not what you would you know. It's what it is. There's Sepkoski still got the bandages from stage twenty uh, crash on at the Tour de France. Uh, twenty, I don't know, nineteen somewhere in there. Uh, still leading over twenty six seconds over Mark Sulaire, a uh, minute nine over Evan a pole. 132 of Roglic, Martinez, Almeida, Vingago, Ayuso, Moss and Vlasov. So, as I said UAD uh, has Ayuso in 8th, Almeida in 6th and Soler in 2nd. So you could kind of say look they they might be kind of like the uh you know the the, the, the jumbo team. I mean they have three guys up there too. The the difference is and is I broke down stage six win today, or at least I went and re-watched it. I wanted to see how Solaire was. People are, are talking about Solaire being a threat, and he's riding well, but how did he stack up that day to Sepkus, right? Uh, now, I, I don't know. I mean, people are all on form. Sepkus rides great, but we don't actually, by the way, I'm going to have to just move this here because his face is getting blown out there. Um, I don't know how Sep coos is going to do in this kind of case once again we've seen him destroy people and then having to sit up so he loses you know minutes of time uh not ever caring about minute or minute here uh but also having to do work and being out in the fronts and not being protected so it'll be an interesting situation to what we have uh tried to do top writing with movie star okay he's failed he's he's had it he's been in famous fights with what is it carapaz uh in the or or um Nairo Quintana, maybe on the Vuelta before throwing bottles, throwing fits. I mean, you know, it's he's Solaire. He's he's done those kind of things. Uh, but how did he fare on the stage sixth up there? Well, he lost he was basically about eight seconds or so. I think um, uh, behind or ahead of uh, Sepp going into that stage. And he was in the break with him, uh, as was Mikel Landa. So those guys are kind of up there because of that, as is Sepp. Uh, but, the, you know, he lost 40 some seconds to Sep on that stage. Uh, he didn't he, he never was in contention. He, he came in right with Landa. The point I'm getting at here is you can kind of predict of how it's going to go. I, I broke down uh, yesterday how Sepkus's time via Strava was faster than Evenipol. Now, Evenipol obviously lost a little bit of time to Roglic and Jonas but he ended up salvaging himself and did a good time. It's hard to tell. Now you can just see in those ones, Um, comes in there, he doesn't lose. I mean, he gains, you know, six seconds or so, I think on the climb itself to a pole. And then already had, you know, two, uh, a few sec- Well, three minutes, 3.30, I think he came into the bottom of the climb. So he gets that, has 220, cause he was down almost a minute at that point. Uh, the point is he rode faster than Soler. Up the short up the climb and Soler was had teammates he wasn't doing work in the break I mean, he might have been doing a little bit but the point is i don't think he's at that position to be riding the same then you also saw Almeida loses a bit i also loses a bit to um Roglic and and also to um uh, jonas going up the climb so that, that that three is a nice little threesome and you don't let them get up the road but you're not fearful from them as much as you i, I think of being uh of eventful. Uh, but you never know you never know how people are going to go uh anyway that's where we're at on the, the there's caden groves he's in the green jersey let's see if we get him here how come i can't show up? there he goes he's in the green jersey missed out on his chance today milano's in second but look at that caden groves over 100 points in the lead he's looking pretty good uh, who's in the climbers Jersey? They didn't show up there. There's tomorrow. There is tomorrow formagal uh, To the tourmalet and by the way, I talked about the forma uh, 2016 stage 15 uh, Chris Froome is out there in the Vuelta. It's a super short stage I want to say it's like a hundred kilometers. Okay, so like 60 miles and when they uh, Chris Froome's like 50 seconds behind Nairo Quintana Contadores <clears throat> in the race uh, Andrew Talansky's up there pretty close, uh, and the flag drops, and within five kilometers, they stretch it out, N- uh, Contador attacks, Nairo sits on his wheel, and there's a giant split. Immediately, okay, Chris Froome, his team got stuck from behind. They lose three minutes that day in Formigal. It's amazing little thing that happened. Chris Froome had been 50 seconds behind. He loses the Vuelta by 130, 123, I think actually what it was. Uh, so he loses three minutes. He's down over three. He comes back and, and, and probably would have won it if he hadn't have been that. So uh, that's, a, that's kind of a, Anyway, Formigal is just kind of a standard uh, thing that just triggered me. Um, so that I, I just thought I'd talk about that. The point is, they start out to uh, tomorrow, kilometer zero, going directly uphill uh, from Formigal. They do a short climb there, 4.4, 4, I think, kilometers. So it's immediately going to be up the road. And then there's a cat, uh, the Colbeb, the Abysk the spandalas and then the Tourmalet, an H category. So it's a cat uh, three, an HC, a one, and an HC. Now, or as a special, as they call them in in, uh, Spain. Now, what's gonna be interesting is the tactics because you've got the three-headed monsters for Jumbo. How do they play this situation? It's really I mean, maybe maybe the best thing for them to do is to try to get immediately up the road one of their uh, own riders, because I think what you're going to this is your tour de France type of day. Big day, big climbs. See if you can just work over a Venipo, uh, get him out of the mix. He has no team that you can compare to the other ones to really help along. So Catania is his his main rider that's been with him in the final parts of the climb. Catania just put what sixth place up in the in the time trial. Make him work. Uh, you get another jumbo rider up there in the mix, maybe on the first climb, and now you your jumbo's like we're not working. We're not going up the road. It's not on us to do it. May maybe uh, any, uh quick step has to do it. Who knows? Also, um, maybe from the start <laughs> you you try to light everything up if you've got. Your riders and you go, we can blow this thing up to begin with. It's just climbing all day. It's not, there's hardly, there's no, almost no valleys you're going to have to work at. You look at this thing. There's almost no valleys. So maybe you say on the first climb, we put in a pace that we get rid of everybody, but like five or six, five, maybe four, uh maybe five, maybe six <laughs> jumbo riders. And yet, Avanapal uh, is already isolated. That could be the situation. I think you can see that over the abyss. Or, or Jumbo says, look, we'll just control to the point where we don't want other things getting away. But for the most part, we're just going to kind of sit back and just ride and see what happens. It'll be interesting to see. Maybe UAE takes it on. Maybe Movie Star, because you've got Enric Moss. Um, I don't know. I, it'll be an uh, interesting day for sure. Okay, so let's take a look here. This is going to be a short one today, folks. Just the way we have it. Um, Okay. So there's the profile that we had for today. And so let's take a look at all the results. I think we pretty much uh, did that for the most part. Let's take a look at how the, how the Americans are doing. Uh, Larry Warbass, uh, Sepp Koos, Joe Dombrowski, all up in the same time, and then Sean Quinn. Uh, he's down there with ef education at 154 so he lost a little bit of uh, 154 today how are they doing on gc obviously sep coos in the lead larry Wirebass 42 minutes down sean quinn 54 and joe Dombrowski 57. i I could see joe Dombrowski trying to get in a break tomorrow he he's a good climber um it's starting out as it climbs you might see guys immediately you know on trainers at the start of the day so that they're ready for this immediate climb there's no getting warmed up uh, so let's take a look then at, I know we just looked at the, the stage profile here, but let's look at it from, uh, this one because the other one seemed almost a little too extreme. I mean, there, yeah, once again, there's, there's still no valleys really to be riding. You're just, just bam, 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 uh, up and down all day. And, um, this is, I think they take the side up the, the that they don't normally take. It's, it's not the super steep, but you're looking at. Uh, 18.8 kilometers at 7.4%. And that last bit is going to be uh, the kicker. So there's the first climb. The Portalette, that's just... Uh, damn, they're saying that that's 17, 18 kilometers itself. Okay. Then the Albisque, that's 17 kilometers. The Spendels, that's 10.4 at 8.2. And then the tourmalays, uh, almost 19 kilometers going up to 2,100 meters. Hey, Septo, I think he lives up at altitude. He's also from Durango. These are all things that are helpful for him. Uh, you can see these percentages in the middle, uh, pretty good, 7, 8, 9. It's pretty steady there as far as it does, but it does tip near the end. So, you know, you want to think about people getting in trouble. You can hang on, be all just fine, and one of these guys you know I I do worry about the event pole having this kick you have a kick like he does you can separate and put 30 seconds in in like a 50 50 meters a time at a super steep uh, part of the race but once again uh, well it'll be interesting to see how all of this plays out and for me I'm just um, I'm gonna be really excited about this uh, Victor says we enjoyed coffee cheers Tyler okay good Good, good stuff, people. Um, Okay, so that's that's tomorrow's stage, and 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 we're gonna have a lot more to say about it for tomorrow because today was really boring for the most part. That's tomorrow. That's Friday, Saturday. You're gonna get HC, HC, and a Cat One over into Balagu. That's that'll be an interesting, especially coming off of tomorrow. I think you're gonna see a stretch out of what I don't think the top ten really going to be as solid tomorrow. You're going to, after tomorrow's stage, at least, you're going to see a little bit more breakdown, but especially after this weekend, because that's Saturday. And then Sunday, you have this one again, which is uh, not as brutal, but it's a three, a two, and a two. And then we've talked about this. Uh, lo- then a little bit of a respite. Well, you get um, Monday, and then coming in Tuesday, uh, it's just going to be a kick up over there. I, I fear this one is, kind of, this was kind of just like uh, yesterday where it was nothing until the end and depending on how Wednesday's stage, And I think Wednesday is going to be up the Angrelou. So you may see people not really, you know, more of a breakaway day uh, coming up on Tuesday, coming out of the uh, rest day. They're like, hey, you know, we'll get the break up the road. Let that happen. Maybe we don't really do anything. It's kind of a stalemate until we see what's going to happen on um on the uh on the wednesday up to angraloo that's gonna be that's just mano a mano and then you have once again you've got uh linares that we've done that one before uh, up to his car that's uh, probably the last sprinter's day and then once again coming in this is the one i'm probably the most worried about let's say it's close here This is, um, what do count these off yesterday? One, two, three, four, five, one, two, three, four, five, five cat threes. This is kind of your, I I would think it's more like your Liege Bastogne, your classic, your monument type of maybe San Sebastian. This plays right into a hands. I think if it comes down to it and this is the last one, this could be it. Now it depends on how they're writing. I mean, you know, for the most part, um, Although Roglic, this is the kind of hit thing. These short, punchy climbs t- just tend to be a uh, little bit more on their their level than you'd have it like for sepkus All right, wow, that's that's uh, it's craziness. Okay, um, so my predictions for tomorrow. Well, I I have to I have to remove my my head a little bit here from just predicting fanboy stuff, and I think it really is going to come down to. Uh, I would love to see Evenepol, uh get dropped, but I don't particularly believe that's going to happen. I think um Kus is going to hang in there just fine. I think you're going to get, it is going to be a Roglic, uh type of win. It's going to be roglitch or Remco uh, for the win, but I think you're going to have those guys along with possibly, I don't know, this, you know. Henrik Moss has just one bad day and then he kind of comes either good or he loses a little bit of time. And I could see him hanging on still. I think he's riding well enough. You saw that uh, the other day on stage six where he was able to go with uh, uh, Jonas and and Roglic. Uh, So I still think he'll be uh, fine on there. I think you're going to see Almeida lose some time. He does end up... uh, He's a more of a diesel. He's kind of like a Garrett Thomas style. So I could see him losing a little bit of time, trying to claw his way. It would be interesting to see how, how so does. I'm thinking uh, Soler is going to lose about a minute and a half, if not more. And then he's going to be kind of out of that GC picture. He might even be more than that. But um, I, I think Sepkus is going to be, uh, I think he's going to be just fine in there. But I'm predicting a Remco and or Roglic for the win. Uh, you could see, by the way, you could see uh, Jonas um, cracking it. I think Jonas is going to go one or two ways. He might either get the win or he loses two minutes. That's kind of where I'm, I'm feeling about that one. I don't know why. I just think that that could be the situation. So, All right. Exciting stuff, people. Thanks for tuning in. We're going to do another one tomorrow. I have to, one, because it's Sepkus and it's a big, big day. And so we're pretty excited about this. All right, everybody, take care.